0: Welcome to the Student Housing Insight Podcast, where we are putting you in touch with the people who bring student housing to life. I'm your host, Wesley Dees, and thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I hope you're getting a lot of value from it, and if you are, please do me a favor and share it with your colleagues. That is the absolute best compliment you can give to me, so thank you in advance for sharing that. This week, we're doing another special Behind the Biz episode. So for those that don't know, that's when I sit down with the founder or a CEO of, you know, one of the great companies that service the student housing industry. This week, we are talking about Kira. Now, this is a company you probably have not heard a lot about. Back in October of last year in 2021, rent and Hello Rented merged to create Kira. If you don't know anything about those companies, Renego was a rent processing platform, and Heller Rented. Um, How's the best way to describe this? They provided AI based underwriting um, for a cash basis versus an insurance based approach to alternative security deposits. The new company is now a complete end to end financial services platform supporting practically every type of financial transaction that occurs during the rent life cycle. So what does that mean? Well, ever heard of flexible rent payments? They handle that. Um, You know what? While I'm on the subject of flexible rent payments, (laughs) because I know a lot of residents are asking for it, and it's a pretty popular thing right now. I just want to tell you a little experience that I had this summer. Maybe you dealt with this as well but I was onboarding a new client um, this summer for asset management services. And one of the properties is at a university where a huge portion of the students depend on Pell Grants and financial aid to, you know, obviously pay for their housing. And so when I asked the client, this was back in July, uh, you know, how have they worked with those students in the past? You know, because, they typically can't pay their rent until you know they receive those funds, which typically doesn't happen until mid-September, sometimes even later. And so the client tells me, "Oh, we used to do you know something, you know, have them sign an agreement or whatever, uh, but we're now offering flexible rent payments through another company." And my response was, "Great, that works." So fast forward to mid-August, and I'm reviewing delinquency for this property, and. I was surprised to see a lot of renewal tenants that had not paid rent for August yet. So, when I asked the site manager, she said, oh, they're waiting on financial aid. You can imagine my response. (laughs) So, why did they not use the flexible rent payment option? The answer was, well, they didn't want to pay the subscription fee if they don't use it. So, I... Look, I'm not going to point fingers. I'm not going to name names, but if your company is offering a flexible payment op- option, make sure everyone knows how it works. Because there's not a single company in this flexible payment space that charge that I've been able to find yet that charges a monthly fee unless you're carrying a balance. So just make sure you check into that. and You know how that works. But anyway. So after that was clarified with the site manager, I said, well, hey, we're just at the 18th of the month. Let's get these residents signed up for it now. And then the response was, well, to use it, you have to be signed up at the beginning of the month and you've got to have a zero balance. Folks, if your flexible payment partner will not let a resident sign up with only the current month's rent due, even in the middle of the month, maybe even at the end of the month, they're not a provider you need. You need to find another partner. And I would suggest Kira because they won't board a resident as long as they only owe the current month's rent. So, all right, back to Kira's other services. Have you ever heard of alternative security deposits that we just mentioned? Uh, they handle that, and they provide up to two times the amount of coverage for a security deposit, regardless if they're using the alternative security deposit or if they just pay out their security deposit up front. And if you choose Cura to also process your property's rent payments, there's a ton of value they can bring to that property and additional services, and it costs the property nothing. So I met the folks at Cura back in May at the Interface Student Housing Conference in Austin, It was their first attempt at marketing towards student housing operators, and I saw some immediate benefits from Kira that you just don't find from any of their competitors. The main one being, none of their competitors offer the end-to-end service that Kira does. With their competitors, you want to offer your residents a flexible rent payment option? That's a single company. You want to offer prospects a security deposit alternative? That's another company. You want a company to run background checks and credit checks? That's another company. With Kira, you've got all of that with one company, and they give you so much more. But as I was speaking with them in Austin, I saw some obvious opportunities where they could enhance their services even more for the student housing industry. So this summer, Kira engaged me to take advantage of those opportunities and evolve their services for the student housing industry, and they are now launching Kira Student. So, I wanted to use this episode to share with you a conversation I recently had with their CEO, Bron Ball. So, let's go ahead and get to that interview. Brian, welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Well, I uh, you know appreciate so much that the Kira is you know using. Student Housing Insight to get the word out. I know you guys are a new company. You guys are doing some incredible things. You guys are kind of, you know, centralizing a lot of things that we have to deal with as, as property managers. Yeah. And, and I'm excited for you to, to share that. But, you know, for those that, that haven't heard of Kira, what's that 30 to 90 second elevator pitch that, you know, we all put together? What's that for, <laughs> for yourself and Kira?
1: Yeah, so um, I think I can get it done in under ninety seconds. Uh, so the easiest way is, you know, I'll say, you know, how sometimes it's hard for uh, prospects to to be able to sign a lease because they need to come up with all those upfront costs. Uh, you know, we solve that problem for you. Uh, in addition, you probably have residents uh, each month who are struggling to pay rent and they might need a little help. Uh, so we solve that problem too by offering short term loans uh, to residents so they can make their rent. Uh, we do some other things as well. Notably, we uh, have a Line of credit that we can offer to properties allows them to factor the next twelve months of rent, so they can quickly and easily access capital when they need it.
0: I know we've got some some owners that will be very interested in finding out more about that. Well, hey, mm-hmm. give the give the origin story for for Kira because I know uh, you know this is kind of a combination of two companies that recently merged, and you know would love to kind of hear that background story.
1: Sure, that's right. So uh, the two companies were Hello Rented and Rentigo. Uh, So they were, uh, you know, doing separate things that were tangentially related and then uh, in March of last year, they merged and that's how Kira was born. So, you know, over the last, uh, let's call it a year and a half, uh, we've been busy working on merging those two platforms together and we're seeing a lot of benefit to the synergy that comes from those two platforms being under one roof. You know, Rendigo was a rent payment processor that would let you go to a fully payment uh, paperless rent payment solution, and Hello Rented was a security deposit alternative. So putting those together uh, really helps our clients because they can eliminate one vendor and then have all that data in one place. So so we're really excited about uh, how well that merger has gone and where we're headed here in the near future.
0: Well, I, I know you're not, uh, you know, you're, you're fairly new to, to Kira as well, but you're not new to FinTech and PropTech. Maybe give a little bit of background on on yourself as well.
1: Yeah. So uh, saying I'm new to Kira is uh, an understatement. Uh, uh, it's two weeks today <laughs> since I joined the company. Uh, but I have been in the industry for about 13 years with a wide range of experience working for uh, one of the large uh, property management platforms, and then going through accounts payable side, and then moving over to the accounts receivable side on a couple of startups, and so all of that has come together uh, to really make Kira a great stop for me, so I can bring all that experience and uh, and help build this company and and take it to as far as we can go.
0: Great. So I, I want to talk about one of the things that you mentioned. Um, I think you called it kind of a short-term loan. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you make to residents, I, I think the the lingo that everybody is starting to use right now is is flex payments. And right, so I want to talk a little bit about that. You know, we're we're entering a, an economic period where there's just there's a lot of uncertainty. You know, inflation mm-hmm. has been through the roof. We're coming, you know, off the heels of a of a two year pandemic, and you know, lenders have that did workouts for businesses, and uh, you know, the government has helped in to you know, help businesses keep their employees hired. A lot of that stuff seems to be coming to roost now. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, we're, by some people's definition, <laughs> we're now in in a recession. And mm-hmm. an interesting stat I looked at, um, back in May, 30, 36% of small retailers reported that they were not able to pay rent. And, mm-hmm. you know, which to me, that means they choose to make payroll over paying rent. Right. And, you know, these are your small retailers and we're not talking about your, you know, your gap old Navy kind of thing, but you know, the, the person that has the the local boutique or, you know, uh, a, a, restaurant, you know, on main street, those are the type of people that we're talking about from this statistic. And, you know, and, and when they choose not to pay rent, it's typically because they've got, you know, other things that are more important, mainly being payroll. And, you right. know, as we move into the fall, A lot of those companies are starting to say that, you know, they're going to have to permanently close if things don't change. And you've even got companies like Microsoft and and Google that have made recent announcements about cutting jobs or freezing, Mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, new hires and and that type of thing. And I think where I'm going with all of this is, you know, (laughs) a lot of students who pay their old rent, you know, will likely face some job insecurities going into this next year. And I think a lot of their parents will as well. It, you know, it doesn't mean that they can't find a job. You know, we, we all know there's plenty of open jobs out there, but it, it likely does mean that they may have periods where they just can't pay rent on time. You know, right. as much as we like getting late fee income as property managers, <laughs> you know, at the same time, I don't want to punish residents who, you know, they may just need a little bit of flexibility in um, yep. their in their payment plan, and, and I think that's where Kira's flexible rent solution, uh, you know, really shines. And so, can you explain a little bit more how that works?
1: Yeah. So you know, and it's not always about that people just can't pay the rent. It's just kind of to your point, they just can't pay it today. They just need that little bridge to get them to their next paycheck because so many people are are living a pay, paycheck to paycheck right now. And so, you know, three or four days. Uh, can make a huge difference in avoiding late fees. Uh, And you know, when you talk about student housing, this one really hits close to home to me because uh, my youngest son uh, leaves in a couple weeks for his second year at Auburn, and he's moving off campus. He's gonna be living at the standard at Auburn. That's a landmark property. So I'm right there in the mix of it, Um, (laughs) you know, and, uh, you know, fortunate for him, I'm paying his rent, but it's nice to know that, you know, if something does happen here at Kira and, you know, you know, we need some help that, you know we could go to a, a flexible payment solution and buy a little time you know it really does help uh, just bridge that gap it's not a long-term solution it's not something that people are going to take two and three months of rent loans in a row it's just one at a time and they pay it back over the next you know four to six weeks or so but it you know it helps them avoid those late fees which we know can be pretty costly um, you know, this is where, you know, I always get the question about interest rates and, you know, predatory exactly. lending. <laughs> about yeah, that? I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I knew where you're going because that's where it goes. Um, but, you know, our rates are very competitive. They're far lower than most credit cards. Uh, they're nowhere near uh, what you'd call payday loan rates at all. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, they're, they're reasonable rates. And the reality of it is most people are paying it off within 30 days. So the actual dollar amount that they're spending in interest is usually somewhere around, 15 to $30. So far lower than a late fee and definitely not credit card rates. Yeah.
0: Well, what surprised me about, you know, offering that is from a a standpoint of, and maybe you could talk a little bit to this, but with ESG reporting, um, you know, that seems to be, uh, that seems to be something that, that helps with that. I hate to call it an ESG rating or an ESG score, but it does help with that you know, reporting to investors mm-hmm. that, you know, the company, the property, the the investment group are thinking about these things. And right. um, I, I don't know if you've got anything you can expand on as it relates to ESG.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because, uh, you know, I'll be honest, it's not something that we've particularly thought about in the, right. in the industry until recently. And now there are full conferences based on ESG. And, you know, from a property standpoint, um, even if None of your residents end up using a flex payment solution, although they will, but if they don't, just the fact that you offer it and make it available to your residents as an amenity uh, also shows that you are you know, doing the right thing because you're, you're giving people tools that can help them stay in their house. So it definitely is going to help that ESG score. Uh, we also have another product, not to change the subject, but our security deposit alternative, the same thing. It's, yeah. it's the right thing to do to offer to your prospects.
0: Yeah, and, and I'd like to talk about that next because I think yeah uh, sure. you know, that's that's one of the things when I was looking at the services that you guys are providing that uh, you know I got really uh, I kind of had mixed emotions about it mm-hmm. initially because uh, you know I, I kind of wanted to to tell Carrie you're probably wasting your time in student housing with <laughs> with with security deposit alternatives and um, yeah. and for the biggest reason that we've pretty much eliminated security deposits <laughs> in, right. in most of these markets. And here's the reason why it, it gets in the way of our pre-leasing velocity. You know, we are mm-hmm. now pushing 10, even 14 months in advance of uh, you know students and their parents signing a lease agreement for the next year. And, mm-hmm. you know, if there's, if there's any speed bumps, it's typically going to be money. And everybody is, you know, everybody's concerned with, you know, getting, getting the students mentally locked into this is where I'm going to live next year. And, and so because of that, you know, we've, we've opted to either get some type of reservation fee or Mm -hmm. they don't pay a security deposit until right before move in. And I think for the most part, folks have just said, you know, look, we'll, we'll get a reservation fee or some type of cleaning fee to, you know, help offset turn expenses and, and we'll step away from the security deposit thing, which I think is a huge discredit, you know, in a lot of ways, but I think there's also a lot of money that's being left on the table and for a lot of different reasons. But, you know, just think about when that student, you know, moves out, you know, you'll end up having a few of those residents that, that will go beyond normal wear and tear. And, you know, now you don't have a security deposit at all. You know, right. charge against and those damages <laughs> you've now got to go collect that from you know from the tenant who's already moved out and mm-hmm. they're typically not thinking about you know what they may end up doing to their credit score or, or anything else they typically <laughs> think about it you know two years down the road when they you know they go off and buy their first car and get a Get alone without mom or dad, you know, co signing. And then right. all of a sudden it comes up that, oh, eh, my old apartment You need <laughs> 500 bucks. You know, you got to go take care of that before you buy this car. So, right. Um, you mean
1: the 20 year old kids aren't thinking about the future? And
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, neither are the 21 year old kids. <laughs>
1: exactly. <laughs> Exactly. So you know, again, uh, I mentioned my my son going to Auburn. Uh, I just went through this process, and you know, he he wanted to move off campus, and uh, and I can't blame him because now these resort style apartments are just incredible. Uh, So I was expecting, you know, I was going to have to write a check for fifteen hundred dollars or something as a deposit, and then it turns out it's a hundred dollar registration fee, which is nothing. Which you know, great, good for me. But I started wondering about the property. You know, they're taking on this risk of damages and not being able to collect just to help speed up the leasing process and eliminate hurdles. Uh, and so that's where the security deposit alternative comes in. Uh, you can have both. So you can tell the, the students, hey, you don't have to put a big deposit down. In fact, you don't have to put anything down. But at the same time, the landlord not only, or excuse me, the owner not only doesn't have to take all that risk, uh, with Kira, they get two times the amount of coverage that they would have with a traditional cash-based Uh, Security deposit. So, if uh, you know it's a thousand dollar deposit, but you're using Kira, now at move out, the owner can make a claim of up to two thousand dollars, and it can be used for damages or unpaid rent. And and I know there are a lot of other security deposit solutions out there. Uh, Most of them are insurance or they're bonds, which makes your claim process a little trickier and takes longer. Uh, And that's why we went with the cash-based solution, so that when claims are made. We typically pay in under 48 hours, sometimes even wow. faster. Right, exactly. So the turnaround time is, is really fast and we make it very, very easy. So, you know, you, you can still have that velocity and lease up, but you also can mitigate your risk and in fact, get double the coverage that you would have had otherwise. So uh, really don't see a downside to that. Uh, one other thing to note, sorry, we, uh, we talked about the, you know, the social side of it, but also uh, there's a legislative side of it you know some states are already passing regulations mandating that owners offer a solution that isn't cash for deposits so it's coming so you know we're seeing an uptick in people trying to get ahead of that because it's it's coming everywhere soon
0: yeah so it, i i know what is probably going through the heads of a lot of property managers when they when they hear this because they hear double coverage and they're like oh wow that you know checks a box for me and then, you know, they're hearing paid out within 48 hours and that checks mm-hmm. a, an obvious box for them. Right. But I do, you know, to go back to those managers who currently aren't charging, you know, a security deposit, or maybe they're charging something that's, you know, maybe their rent is eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars $900,000 a bed, but uh, you know, they're charging like a $250 security deposit or $300 security deposit. Right. What kind of, and I, I don't know if you guys kind of hold their hand through this process, but to to make that change, because I think most managers, if they were going to charge, you know, an actual security deposit, it's probably going to be, you know, pretty close to one month's rent, uh, maybe right. as much as two months rent. Is that kind of the guidance that you give them of, of setting that in order to, you know, understand what they'll be able to you know, make a claim for later <laughs> in the future?
1: Yeah, it is. Generally, we say, you know, take one month's rent is your, your number. So uh, using your example of $900 per bed, that'd be a $900 deposit. And then the, the amount, the monthly fee for the alternative is a percentage of that. So let's say it's roughly $10, just round numbers. And that, so you could either have that as a separate line item that's paid, or you could just add it to the rent. And now your rent's $910. Uh, but you've got $1,800 worth of coverage. And the student didn't have to come up with an extra $900 before they could move in. So, you know, it's a win win.
0: Is that that amount that they pay monthly, um, in that example, $10, is that based off of, is that just a blanket amount or is there a, a is it based off of their credit history? What is it? What's, how's that determined?
1: Yes, yeah, so we do uh, some underwriting, uh, you know, it takes a matter of seconds when they're filling out the forms online, uh, but everyone falls within that range and for, you know, big portfolios, you know, because we can spread risk across, you know, many, many beds, uh, it's easier for us to, to just come up with a flat rate that we could apply to everybody within that range. And, and at that point, it's, it's I don't want to say 100% of the people qualify, but it's pretty close.
0: Gotcha. So, I, I know those two services, you know, anybody is open to. Uh, you've got mm-hmm. kind of a next tier of services that you're able to offer for operators who uh, are property owners who who basically hand over just about every financial transaction that happens between <laughs> between a resident and their landlord, um, which is to hand over that payment processing part right. of it. And you're able to, to offer some other services at that level for those owners who want to, to do that. I want to talk to you a little bit about that because you guys in that process, you offer some, I don't know if the right word is soft collections, but
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're really becoming a partner to those managers and helping them with, with collections. And I yep. think with, and I know you'll explain a little bit more about that, but I think this is for those in the audience who, you know, manage a small property and maybe you don't have that bookkeeper, or you don't have that assistant manager that assists with uh, with collections and it's it's all on yourself, or even if you're, uh, you know, what we refer to as the mom and pops, you know, you're, you're a regional or single market um, mm-hmm. uh, operator and, you know, everything's kind of centrally located and you're, you're being very frugal with the way you run your operations. I think this is a really key important thing that you're, you guys are able to offer. Can you explain a little bit about that, Brian?
1: Sure. Sure. And, and since you mentioned the word frugal, it's good time for me to say that all of the services that we offer the properties are at no charge to the properties. So um, from a budget standpoint, you know, it's tough to beat free. Um, but you're right. It is called soft collections and uh, and we can assist with, you know, I don't want to say chasing down the people who moved out with a balance, but, uh, but we do. And it's not a hard, you know, what you think of a typical collection agency. It really is a soft touch. And we try to work with the the former resident to come up with a resolution or a payment plan. Uh, so that's just a service you get if you're using Kira for your payment processing. Uh, you basically get an extension of your team. So almost like you have free employees that are there to help you out with uh, things like soft collections or going back to security deposits for any properties that want to maintain cash-based security deposits will actually take on the management of those accounts for you as well. So, you know, taking that workload off of your staff, so maybe you don't have to hire another part-time bookkeeper to help with those things. So so it really isn't just about the software. It's really more like you're getting an extension of your team and having, you know, outsourced employees that you don't have to pay for. It can be really, really valuable for those smaller operators or, or ones, or even if, you know, you're just growing so fast, you can't find employees. Uh, you know we're here and we can take some of that workload on for you
0: no yeah, i think i think that's fantastic cuz yeah i mean if if you're in a situation where you have that ability to hand the payment processing over to kira and and be able to i mean cuz most payment processors you, you never know them you, they, there's no relationship at all right <laughs> right it's <laughs> typically whoever your property management system set up for you or your bank you know dictated for you so Right. You know, being able to, and I want to remind everybody, you do have a choice in, in that. And I think there's, you know, there's just a lot of added value because you've got the insight into, you know, Hey, is this person paid or not? And, right. you know, being able to uh, follow up with, with those residents, even, even if, if I'm an operator and I don't change anything with my collection habits or, or my processes, being able to have you guys. You know, in the mix, making another phone call, following up with that option of they can enroll into flex payments. Right, I, it's just a it's just a win win for everybody. It's a win for the for the residents because um, they've got the option to you know not get a late fee or, or right. you know, be in a worse situation. And then also we're getting our money on time as landlords. And right. uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's a win 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 all the way around. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, So one other thing that I, and I think I asked you, you know, what was, what was the one thing that kind of, you know, was unique to to Kira or what's the differentiator with you guys? And I was shocked at what the answer was (laughs) and, and I'm excited to kind of, you know, let the property owners and, and folks out there know about this because I haven't seen this done by certainly any other payment processor, uh, and no one else a, that's working in the space, but you're actually able to help. You know, an owner help with any type of maybe capex needs or something else where they they need some type of loan that doesn't necessarily, you know, warrant going out and and you know taking on a, um, you know taking on some kind of second loan on the property or like that. Can you explain that a little bit? Because I I'm really excited for folks to hear about this.
1: Sure. So, uh, you know, some people call it a short-term loan or a line of credit. Um, but you know, if Kira is processing your rent payments for you, uh, one of the additional benefits you get is access to this line of credit. So, you know, if you need to put a new roof on or or whatever it might be, instead of going to a bank and going through a lengthy process uh, to get a loan that can take weeks, you can just go right online, a few clicks of a button, and you can borrow up to about 30% of the next 12 months of expected rent collections. And, uh, you know, we can fund these loans in a day. It's just that easy. Uh, so, you know, and it's short-term, if you want it to be a short-term loan, you can pay it back in 90 days, which not a lot of banks don't want to do those types of loans, or you can take it out a year if you need to, you know, really flexible payment terms with no prepayment penalties or anything like that. Uh, it really is designed to just be a quick and easy way for owners to get access to capital right when they need it.
0: So something I was just thinking of, and and you know I didn't prepare you for this question, so feel free to say Uh-oh. Wes, I'll come back to you on this. <laughs> <laughs> but I am wondering, you know, with the pre lease cycle that happens in student housing, you know, uh, for example, I've got a client right now who's you know set at eighty five percent, you know, for for most of this past year, and there's some capital needs that. You know, he would like to he would like to put in place. And I think he could take advantage of this, or would like to take advantage of this. And but at the same time, you know, for next year, we've got them a hundred percent preleased. Mm-hmm. The rates are much higher. You know, nine to ten percent higher uh, than than what they have been this past year. Are you guys able to use that future rent roll uh, to to be able to to make that same loan, or would they just need to wait until those residents actually move in?
1: No, we would absolutely be able to do that. You know, that's where, you know, student housing is a little bit you know unique in the, in the industry. But yeah, if you have those signed leases, but they haven't, you know, they're not moving in till August, that's fine. You know, we'll take all of that into consideration. Now, that might not be the 15 minute turnaround time on approving that one, but it would <laughs> certainly be quick, a lot faster than a bank. Uh, but, you know, that's a great thing about uh, our model. And um, because we have uh, such great funding behind us, uh, we have the flexibility to to do almost any deal that we want to do.
0: Well, great. Well, Brian, I appreciate it so much. Uh, you know, giving us this you know behind the biz look at what's going on with with Kira and what you guys are providing to uh, providing to to not just student housing, but you know, the multifamily in general. I think there's a lot to to be gained from it, and kind of a unique way of uh, you know of approaching payment processing for sure. Mm-hmm. And one, I want to ask you if there's anything else that, that you want to say before we leave. But you know, is there anything else out there that you know w- with Cura that you'd like to share before before we sign off here?
1: Yeah, I guess the only other thing I'll mention is um, you know there are other companies that do each of the little pieces that we do, uh, but you know we are the only ones that bring that under one roof, and so I think it, it can bring a value to our customers by managing their vendors better, having fewer vendors to manage, fewer integrations, getting your data all in one place. Uh, so that's kind of one of those little hidden benefits uh, that we could bring to the table. So.
0: Great, great. Well, Brian, thanks so much. Um, again, we'll put all of the links in the, in the show notes for people to follow up and, and get more information. Um, and you know, would also advise everybody to, to go follow Kira and uh, Brian on LinkedIn. Um, and yeah, I'm excited about what you guys are doing.
1: Yeah, it's going to be an exciting couple of years coming up. And uh, Wes, thank you so much for uh, letting me be a part of your podcast.
0: Well, thanks so much for, for helping sponsor this year. And we're looking forward to, to working more with you.
1: All right. Thanks.
0: Well, guys, there you have it. Thanks so much for staying to the end. I, again, I can't talk uh, about enough good things with Kira. Uh, we've got some other things that I'm working with them on that is, um, if we're able to bring it all to fruition, uh, they're going to be the th- the best thing out there for student housing when it comes to financial transactions. So keep them on your radar and uh, and certainly reach out to them if you're currently looking for someone with those services or you want to find somebody that might be, Providing those services with better terms, reach out to them, okay? All right, so a couple of announcements. One, uh, by the time this comes out, I may or may not be in Philadelphia for the BizNow conference, but that's coming up on the 13th in case you hear this episode before the 13th. Would love to see you if you're going to be there. And then at the end of the month, we've got the annual National Multi-Housing Council student housing conference, and it's in Miami. It's down in South Beach this year. So if you haven't been to one of these before, go back and listen to our last episode or maybe two episodes ago, where we went through the whole fall conference lineup. This is one you don't want to miss, especially if you're a C-suite executive Operations person, this is the one that I would say you've got to get to out of all the national conferences, and then also if, you know if you're on the biz dev side, um, that would be fantastic. Site level folks, I, you know, it's it's expensive, right? It's twelve hundred dollars if you're not a member of NMHC, uh, which is pretty hard um, to do. If your company is a member, uh, they typically get so many free registrations per year anyway, so maybe if there's something spectacular you've done at your property maybe you leased up within 60 days or, or something and, and your company wants to kind of you know pour into you you know some continuing ed and and kind of reward you hey i would certainly say hey this is one that you want to check out and then also September marks the return of shop talk if you're not familiar with shop talk shop talk is a monthly webinar that uh, student housing insight produces and we host but it is not um you know it's not our thing Um, this is actually something that started back at the beginning of of covid with a monthly zoom call well it was uh, was actually like two or three times a week call (laughs) that was happening um, across all all the leaders uh, within student housing uh, certainly from the operation side but also you know, from a from an ownership side as well, to you know, talk about how the industry was going to be responding to the things that were coming out with the pandemic and the lockdowns, and um, that evolved and kept going. And so, uh, back in back in January, February, a couple of those folks came to me and said, "Hey, we don't know if we want to continue doing this or not, but if you've got some content, we would love to talk to Shi about." providing some content. Long story short, (laughs) we ended up having a conversation just saying, hey, why don't we take this on and provide this to the industry? So we branded it SHOP Talk. SHOP stands for Student Housing Operations. And that's every month. It's typically the second Tuesday of every month at 1 p.m. Eastern. Uh, This month, because we've got the conference in Philly on the second Tuesday, which is the 13th. We're going to be doing it on September 15th, so this coming, if you're listening to this when this comes out on Monday, that's this coming Thursday. If you want more information, go to shoptalk.info. Again, that's shoptalk.info, and you can register there to receive emails and updates, and you also see a calendar invite that you can click on on the website and download that to your calendar so that you get alerted for it this Thursday at 1 o'clock all right guys thanks so much look forward to hopefully seeing some of you guys soon and we'll talk later